Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be, ho- be your host this evening as we finally start to bring the curtain down on the dreaded international break. I know it wasn't quite dreaded by the time it started with the run of form that we had, but by God, I'm ready for it to be over now. With me tonight to talk about all things Rangers and have a look ahead to a massive game away to Hearts at Tynecast on Saturday. First of all, Chris Hampton, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks. Colin, name, same as yourself. I was dying for this break, but now it's done. I'm dying for Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm great to be on tonight as well. Cheers, mate. Joining us for the continent, as ever, David Tomlinson. How are you doing? Yeah, great, thanks. Looking, doing well. Uh, looking forward, same as you guys. Looking forward to the game coming Saturday. And... Uh, yeah, the international break. Oh well, it did give us. We, we had the women's football, and we had Scotland, and I'm still a wee bit of Scotland supporter. So, but glad to get back to Rangers, the real stuff. Absolutely, and last by no means least, Davy Pollock. How are you? Smashing guys. I'm hoping that Gio's used the time uh, that he's been given. You know, in the last couple of weeks to. Uh, get the, our machine well oiled and get his firing and all cylinders come. Half past 12 on Saturday. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. And I've just seen before, before we came on there, like it's, I don't know if it's because we've had the international break to reflect on it, but I'm feeling feeling a lot more positive going into this weekend than, than I was by the time the... Sorry by the time the break was finished. Um, I don't know if it's because we've maybe had about 40 pods recorded between stuff we're, we're recording for Best 11s or just the pods we've been doing in between. Just on that note, um, a shout-out to a podcast that went out on Tuesday. had an interview with David Heard, um, promoting his new book, Rangers, Kings of the League Cup. Um, it's a brilliant read and a, a really great guy, David Heard. Um, he's retired and now he's 
he's just writing books about Rangers, living the dream. Um, I'll put the link in the comments. If you want to win a copy of the book, just go on to that interview and leave a comment on the on the YouTube uh, interview. It's all you need to do to be in this Sunday's draw to win a copy of the book. Uh, if you don't win a copy, I would recommend buying it. Um, I'm promise I'm not on commission. But anyway, back to the back to the football. Chris, um, Davy P touched on it there um, about. Geo having Rangers rip wrong ready to go by Saturday. Overall, how are you feeling about this this weekend? Typically a tough fixture. How are you feeling um, in terms of Rangers heading in there? Um, I'm confident, mate. Do you know what I mean? A couple of weeks ago, I wasn't confident. I was dreading the Aberdeen game and the postponed. But now I'm actually confident. We've got the break. Looks like a couple of players are coming back. And... I think the players needed the break as well because we were playing two games a week since the start of the season. Do you know what I mean? And the break will come at a great time. And I think also I think we've played well the two times we've been there under Gio so far. It's been one of his better performances away from home. Obviously, we beat them 2-0, then we beat them was it 3-1 at the end of the season, albeit that was a we played a weak team then, but even the boys turned up. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. If we go out and play the way if we go out and play our game, it's it's an Angels win. Our, our, our biggest problem. Saturdays ourselves. Hi, so it's been the most Rangers thing ever. Into the 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 team that beats Rangers is Rangers. Um, a few comments coming in already. Um, should have said at the start of the show. Please get your comments or your questions in. Um, hello to the usual suspects, Teddy Bear, uh, Pondo, all the usual guys. Uh, thanks for getting your comments in. But David T, comment that Teddy Bear just put in that their season starts on Saturday. I kind of do get that sentiment um, that. No, we've had a rough patch, like there's no denying that, but we've had a break now, a chance to reset. We're only two points behind. This uh, I've titled tonight's episode, Let's Kickstart a Run. I do believe that Time Castle, a tough away fixture, is a perfect opportunity to go and kickstart a run of form. Yeah, well, there's it's a big thing. This you can't change what's in the past, you can only change what's in the future. So that's a, that's the way we've got to go. Uh, and as you say, Tynecastle is a great confidence booster if you can get points here. Uh, well, not if we can get points here. We're going to get points here. It's looking at the positive side. Um, no, I, I just, I mean, let's face it. If we're not going to beat teams like Hearts, we're not going to win the league. So that's that's the the, the, the full crunch of the, the matter. And nah, I think uh, I think they'll, they'll be up for it. They've had we can't complain about the being tired now because we've all, they've all had a rest. So that isn't going to play any part in it. Um, and Geo's had two weeks in the training ground now to to get things going the way that he wants them to, to go. And just hope there's a better atmosphere in the club now than uh, than there was two weeks ago because, yeah, that's uh, that's one thing that, that worried me. It, was that this, the, it didn't look like the players were enjoying themselves anymore. It looked like it was a sort of a stride for them. So hopefully they've got that sorted out. And uh, everybody's no the, the few guys that have been away on international duties are not an awful lot. Ryan Jack get for for about sixty minutes, seventy minutes, I think, <laughs> and uh, and Wednesday and uh, played quite good. I thought he, did, he had quite a good game. So um, no, hopefully we'll get back to. But the th- the whole thing is, you know how Hearts are going to play. You know they're going to come out all guns firing. So it's up to us to to either not allow that and hit them first or 
soak it up for a few minutes and then get our our our, uh, our play going. But you know that that's the way they're going to play. They're going to come out and they're 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 going to be all guns firing. So we've got to get through that. Hopefully, we've got the confidence uh, to to be aggressive and uh, and go and close them down and 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 go high, hit them high. So so as uh, so as we're playing in their half. That's that's the way I would like to see us going. Davey P, um, I think the other Davey touched on a really good point about the atmosphere within the club, and I think I, I think you're, you're daft to say that the the club, no human being doesn't look at the outside noise, whether they let it affect them or not. It's a different story. Um, but I think the players and the management would have been aware of the kind of atmosphere surrounding the, fa- the fans as well, but they'll also be aware of the impact uh, the Celtic result gave us on Sunday, uh, the Sunday as well. Having the early kickoff, um, like I think that should be a marker with how aggressive Rangers come out. Um, I I want to see Rangers come out and put pressure on Celtic to go and to go and have to win, uh, win to stay top of the league. As well as that, there's been a lot of chat about Celtic are now just starting to get used to playing midweek um, as well as Saturdays, whereas Rangers have handled that. What's your thoughts on the two points? Well, I think it's important that we uh, we get the three points. I mean, as much as, as the three points, I think a good performance and three points would be would be really good. And as you said, you know, that puts pressure on them because we then they then kick off at three o'clock with us sitting top if we get the three points at Tynecastle. And and it's important that we keep press we keep them pressured, you know. So the five point gap as was. You know, we got a we got a wee break there with it with the, the last game. You know, before the break, getting us back to two points, so that is absolutely crucial. And I think if we can go top, then they know they have to deliver on Saturday. And it's and if anyone says it's not in their head, I think they're telling pot pies because uh, they will be aware when that game kicks their game kicks off. What the result was at Tynecastle, three points will lump it onto them. So I'm hoping that uh, that is the case. Chris, just on that, Colin Broadley has made a good point in the um, in the comments. One thing that worried him is, for some reason, we always tend to be terrible after any sort of break. And um, the reason I'll never visit the Middle East is because Stephen Gerrard's visit to Dubai has still scarred me. Um, <laughs> he's got a point, he's got a point. We've seen it, and it's not just Gerrard Dubai. We've seen it last season as well, and... I don't know if it's so much, um, I think it's very easy to focus on the negatives, but there does seem to be, with this squad of players, there is a difference after every break, for good or for bad. Is that a fair point? Oh, definitely, mate. Definitely. And it's, it's almost on the back of our mind. And last year after the break, we drew with Aberdeen and we drew with Ross County and then we had the horror show at Celtic Park. Do you know what I mean? And um, the, 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 the main focus for this point is We've not had any injuries. Normally we get somebody injured in international duty. Most likely to be Ryan Jack. So he's stayed injury-free. He's come on to a game now. I thought a lot of pressure on him. A lot of people were giving him a bit of stick, but I thought he played well for Scotland. And I thought he played well the last game as well for Rangers. So it's good to have him back. But I think we'll be fine. I'll be up for it as well. The Celtic dropping points just before the break will have will give them that bit of belief again. I mean, because if they were continuing to win four 0 five 0 and that, you know, that would get to the players. But I think we'll do well. Aye, 
Absolutely, and I do share that sentiment. It's, um, I think, David T, I'll come to you for this one. I was saying before we we went live that taking a step back, and again, I need to caveat having we are tend to be a glass half full kind of guy. So you know, sometimes I do spit a lot above the kerpish, but I do think realistically every team is going to have a going to have a bad spell. Um, We've seen, even in 55 season, we had a spell where we were kind of just getting over the line in some of the games. Um, I think that this could well be Rangers' bad spell, maybe, or the the worst spell out of the way. Um, I don't really, I can't really see, I don't want to jinx it here, I can't see us playing any worse than what we have played. We might get we, we might get a run of results, which may be a few draws with it, but I can't see us playing as bad as what we have. Well, I hope not, but it's been quite a quite a long spell, really, because it really goes back into, mm-hmm. into last season, really, doesn't aye, it? the beginning of this season, aye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's been quite a long spell, so hopefully it is just a spell and, and, and we're going to kick on and, and sort things out. As I said, Gio's, uh, he's, he's a man that's got to do it and hopefully he's up to doing it and... and yeah, I, I just hope, as I said, I said just there. I mean, I, I hope that, that there's no that the players are in, are enjoying themselves. Because if you no, don't enjoy yourself, then you're not you're not going to be playing to the best of your ability. And that's just the way that it, it looked to me that the 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 players were struggling to to understand these what what he was trying to do. Because I, I, that's, that's what I, I just think the players are sort of a lost from what, what what they've got to do, what they've got to try and do. Um, I think they're st- sticking too rigid, and that's what I, that, I think that's down to Geo. I think he's got them too rigid. I think they're frightened to break positions. So I hopefully um, that that we get that he gets that sorted out and allows the players to to be more attacking, um, because that's the, that's. The big thing, if you, yeah, we keep talking about this horseshoe. We just keep um, having forty-one passes before we think of a ball, a pass up forward. Then, then I'm afraid, then it's, things are not going to change because teams are just going to wait for you and pick you off. So hopefully, we get it sorted out. It's, it's up to the manager and up to the players, and we've got to go out now. As, as we said, it's a new beginning. Let's go out and, and say to the players, listen, guys, let's go and win the league now. And hopefully they take that message on board and we go and do that. Aye. On that um, on that rigid um, term that you used there, I think that's fair. I, I think you can almost split it into... Um, split it into kind of two camps for the... The group of players that we have, I think the most rigid players are the the core that we've had the last couple of years. They have felt the most rigid, and that might we've said time time again. Even the likes of John Lundstrom, which is if he's playing the car, Arfield was shattered, and I don't think we've really spoken enough about it, that these guys came off the back of a sixty-four game season. Where the newer players, that the caveat to that is the new signings coming in. Um, add freshness, add a, a wee bit of creativity, a wee bit of fresh blood. But David P, the fact that we've been playing midweek and weekend virtually all season, A, the core players haven't had that rest, and B, there's not been that much time in the training ground for the new players to really, really get to grips with 
the level of tactics that we play. So I think this these last two weeks, we only had a handful of players in the international break. This is it's golden time for Gio. Oh, yeah, I think it's, it's golden time for Gio on the training ground, but it's also a, a crucial time for Gio because if the season continues, certainly the league form continues the way it has the first seven games, then Gio's going to come under some pressure. There's no doubt about that. When I saw the team selection for the game against Napoli, and it didn't include a single player that, who we had recruited over the summer, you know that for me was just an uh, an alarm bells moment. So you're wondering, you know, we've brought in some players; they have to deliver, and it, it's not a good look. So I'm hoping that you know, with some players that were coming back from injury, we need competition in the squad. We have a good squad; we've got good quality throughout the squad, but they need to deliver. And we need Geo to deliver with with the assets he has available, get better performances than we've produced so far. So if Geo continues in the same vein as the from the first seven games, you know, you questions will be asked. There's no doubt about it. It's just the nature of the job that he's in. So I'm sure he's aware of that. He's not stupid. So it's it's a, a being adaptable and it's not being as structured and as rigid. So if if you need to affect that. The first seven games have shown that it's this needs changed. Then he changes it, and if he doesn't, then he'll he'll deserve all he gets. We will deserve as a club all we get the team, you know. So it's uh, we have got good players. We need to show on Saturday how good those players are, because we're going up against a Hearts team who are a good side, not a brilliant side. So they're, I mean. To say they're well within our reach is pretty much an understatement. So I'm looking forward to a good, solid win on Saturday with a, a, a performance that and a result that reflects us being dominant. We have the better squad. We should be showing that more often. So that's what, that's what I'm hoping for on Saturday. So get, get a wee uh, two or three goal win Saturday with a, a, a good performance. You know, when we're moving the ball, we're going at them pace, we're closing them down energy, commitment, then uh, I will be delighted. Certainly in terms of the performance against Napoli, you know, because I know John Bennett came under some criticism for saying, you know, it was a proper Rangers performance, but you certainly couldn't fault the guys in, on that performance in terms of their application for, on that night, because they, they went at it full tilt. And I'm hoping that in Saturday we see that, that same level of commitment and uh, we should overpower hearts. Absolutely. Um, got to come on to how we see Rangers lining up. Just before we do, we shout out to one of the regular uh, listeners, Chit Sharp. Um, he's saying, um, we mentioned for his Rangers 1872-223 results. So this is a group of spreadsheets that check updates, um, wave results, profiles, crowds, etc. It's all free on Facebook. Um, check if you send a gallon through the link, and we'll share it on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, whatever. But have a look out for that being updated on Sunday and Monday. Um, absolutely free. And I um, supporting a, a good Rangers man or chick. Um, Chris, another comment in the, in the comment section around Ben Davies, the, the man, the myth, the now becoming a bit of a legend um, and no for the right reasons. He's been on the bench the last three games. Is this the game to put him in centre-half? I'm kind of torn because I think um, 
I don't know, he's still untested. I think Leon King seems a very reliable option. But at the same time, going back to what we were kind of said, Hearts are a decent team, but they're not Real Madrid. So if you can play a new sign against Hearts, when can you play them? Does he but come in? If he's fit, he needs to play, mate. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I don't think if it, there's any game that a player should be, if the fit, a player's fit and they're signed for a position, then they should be thrown in. Do you know what I mean? The guys obviously played at Preston and he was signed for Liverpool, albeit limited appearances and stuff like that, but there's nothing stops him getting in the team if he's fit on Saturday. Because um, I've seen that King pulled out the under-21s for Scotland because he took a knock, so might even have no option but to play him. I don't know if I've not heard anything to see if King's fit again or not, but for me, if I, obviously there's stuff about talking about how Ben Davies might not be in his right straight of mind, but that's up for Gio to talk to him and make the call, you know. Can I so, come in on that one, Colin? Uh, just a minute. I mean, the, the one thing that worries me uh, is with, with King for this game only, is you've got probably uh, Liam Boyce up front. And you know what like William Boyce plays, uh, and King's only 18, and you're putting him up against a, a real guy that's going to, uh, yeah, physical, really physical. And it's going to be a really difficult game for King if he's put there for a, a guy at 18. He might be able to handle it, I don't know. But it's, it's a big, big ask for an 18-year-old to go up against William Boyce. The, the one good thing about Boyce is he hardly ever scores. He doesn't score a lot. But uh, he's he's a big handful to even even the biggest of defenders have a handful on him, and that's one thing that really worries me about King against them. I uh, um, a few boys in the comments just saying that King should be okay to play the, the game after. So fingers crossed, it is at least available. Um, King King will be more than fine against Hearts. You know what I mean? I thought King actually looked all right when he came on in Amsterdam. Albeit albeit the game's dead and buried by him, but I thought he held his own. Yeah, it's just it's just the physicality of boys. I, I think if they play Shankland, I think he'll be perfect. I think it'll be it'll be a perfect match for Shankland. But it's just a wee bit that, that worries me about the physicality of boys. That uh, that that for an eighteen year old, it's uh, I mean he's not up to full uh, strength yet. I mean when do you hit full strength when you're about twenty two, twenty three? So it's it's a big ask for an eighteen year old. I think. Uh, I've just been informed reliably that um, William Boyce is out injured, so I think we'll, we'll sound with that one. Oh, okay. um, Please go. tell That's... me we're not at the stage where we are worried about Liam Boyce. I know, exactly. Um, well, just Shanklin's got a hassock now um, that we talk about fucking Boyce, but no. Um... As long as we score four, that's fine. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> um, but I think, David P, I'll come to you. Um, taking the opposition out of the equation, I think it's I think Chris makes a good point. We we need to focus on our own game. And if we start worrying about hearts too much, we, we say time and time again, we need to stop giving too much respect away from home in the SPFL. Who would you roll away if both fit? King, and Dave, King or Davies? Uh, I wouldn't have no problem putting Lee and King back in there. I, uh, but I've been quite very impressed, actually, with that boy last couple of games I've saw him. Uh, there was one moment against Dundee United where... Uh, they had a week and a break on the left-hand side and he, at pace, you know, moved across the park and, and got the block in. And I thought, because he was aware and he saw the, the danger unfolding before him and then made the move and then went after this guy, put the block in, put the ball out the park. And I thought, 
he's a proper defender. So no, I, I've been quite impressed with that boy. His attitude is spot on. He's he's quite quick over the ground. He's got a lovely touch. So no problem. Just experience. It's going to come now. So uh, Tynecastle be a perfect testing ground for him. So I would have no hesitation putting Leon King back in there. He's uh, boy's quality. No, Chris, we'll come to you. There's a few comments about um, Liverpool on on the following Wednesday as well. Mm-hmm. Um, massive game. I think yeah, one particular question was around: Do we do we play Yilmaz on um, on Saturday and keep him for and keep Barisic for Anfield or vice versa? What's your thoughts on how much focus should we be having on Anfield? Um, should we keep one eye on it? For me, I'd, I'd happily play the under-21s and just win on Saturday. Mate, the old cliche, right? And you've heard it time and time and time again. One game at a time. Our focus just now should be Saturday and getting three points on Saturday. Anfield will take care of itself. Anfield will be a bit of a free hit. Are we expecting anything? Obviously, I'd love to see we'll get a... Try and sneak a win, try and get a goal. And, in hindsight... We're just really trying to go there and no get a doing. Do you know what I mean? But I'd focus on Saturday, strongest team on Saturday, and get the win on Saturday. And then we can think about where we're at for Liverpool, if you get me. Aye, I think David T will come to you for that. If we had maybe taken six points out of six so far in the Champions League, I'd be more inclined than to maybe keep a couple of people for Anfield and even sneak a draw. But right now, I'm like, oh, fuck it. Like, it's... It's nice to be there, but the league is absolute utmost priority right now. That oh, that's 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 for sure. But I mean, I'd love to ever go against Liverpool. I, <laughs> I I would hate. I mean, see, one of the best games probably, in, in my memory, maybe even your memory, was against Leeds United when uh, when Coyce, McCoyste scored and uh, what's it called? The uh, Hart, Hartley? No, was it? Hately. 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 Um, imagine forgetting that. Um, uh, that. I mean, that's probably one of the best games. The Battle of Britain. No, no, I just love the game. So I would love another Battle of Britain. And uh, hope it's as good as that game was because that was just brilliant. Absolutely great. Especially when Leeds were all... I mean, Leeds just thought they couldn't be beaten. You know, I think it was a draw they got at Ibrox and then uh, they thought it was over. And then went down there and beat them 2-1. Great. Absolutely great. We beat them 2 1 in both legs. It was 2 uh, 1 at Ibrox oh. to Rangers. Okay. Aye, it's, um, it's, it's the romantic in me says it is set up to, to be like that. Um, well, the, the chance of a fairy tale because the two games are back to back. But David P, I think um, I'm with Chris that we just take care on Saturday and I see, see what happens on Wednesday as and when it comes. Yeah, I mean the the game against Liverpool is. I think as Chris says, that's uh, it's a freebie, isn't it? You know, our expectations, you know, aren't huge. Go along, give a good account of ourselves. You know, as David says, you know, we've we have uh, been there before and, and we got a result, albeit we went there with a world class goalkeeper, you know, who was absolutely phenomenal that night. So maybe that's uh, there's the lesson to be drawn from that is that get get ourselves a world class goalkeeper. You know, so because they, that was a genuine contest at Elland Road, that uh, that game they had they had a few chances, but Andy Gorham was superb. 
It's one of his fine as ours. So, I mean, in terms of Liverpool, no, I'm, I'm, it is what it is. You know, we'll go along there, just uh, give a good account of ourselves. But as we've said, Saturday, winning on Saturday is uh, is important. That's just, that will make uh, a difference. Winning next Wednesday probably won't make a difference. No. On the goalkeeping, um, on the goalkeeper point there, uh, you made that nah, leads me nicely on to what team do we want to see on Saturday. Um, I think maybe for the most part, the back four, I'm sure we're all in agreement, will be Tav, Barisic, either side of Golson and maybe King or Sands or, or Davies. I think that's only kind of that will really depend on fitness and uh, I think that will depend more on fitness and form. Let's start with uh, the goalkeeper then, David P, since you mentioned it. Is it McGregor or McLaughlin? Hey, I'm going with McGregor. I'm just uh, my gal's the man. So <clears throat> he's very vocal. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that we will be on the front foot on Saturday. So, but from the, the early form of both goalkeepers, you know, early season, it's uh, there's not much in it, to be honest, but I would be go, going with McGregor. He's a... Uh, just slightly more because I think some of the the goals that we've conceded with uh, McLaughlin, just nothing. There's no r- real howlers well, apart from the, the the one at Celtic Park, you know. And the, <clears throat> but the game is uh, fucked by that time. So uh, I think big saves, big games, McGregor's uh, we go with. But I think something we should be looking at for January. I'm sure, and I'm sure uh, Gio will be aware of that. We should be looking to uh, yeah. get ourselves, you know, a, a proper goalie who will be see us for the next three, four seasons. Chris, any change of opinion for your end? No, it's McGregor for me. It's McGregor's position now. It's McGregor's position in um, a game with DVP. We look at a goalie in January. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Usually, I try and bring a bit of balance uh, to say the other side, but uh, I've done a complete 180. Um, I, I was all for John McLaughlin uh, being the number one. Um, I think it's not so much what he's done, uh, apart from that, that poor pass to David Tumble. Um, that's the only real howler he's had, and McGregor did have a couple of howlers, but. I just lack the confidence that he can pull off the the save that he, he shouldn't make. 
David T, um, all the Rangers goalies that we kind of like hold dear in their hearts. Uh, for me, Stefan Foss, Alan McGregor, um, older generations will be Gorham Woods before. They're all famed for making the saves that they are not expected to make. And I think even regardless of consistency, you get that with McGregor. We've not really seen it from McLaughlin, have we? No, it's a... I, I mean, I was the same as you. I was, I was there for for in for McLaughlin in the beginning, but uh, when you see a couple of, a couple of goals he's been dodgy. The, 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 was it the one that just flicked off uh, Golson's toe and and bounced just just went over him, went over his his his, his hand. Uh, he should have had that. There's a few goals he should have had, and nah, he's, he's just uh, not looked, not that confident. And McGregor. Yeah, he's when since he's come in, he's I mean he's looked unstoppable really. He's stopped everything, uh, except the, even the penalty, the third penalty, he got his hand to it and just just didn't couldn't get enough behind it to to get it around the post. No, it's, it's I'm afraid it's McGregor for me now as well. He's, he's just a far better goalkeeper than uh, than, than McLaughlin, and as I say, McLaughlin's made too too many mistakes now. He's uh, it's okay having confidence and coming out for corners and oh, I thought that was great. I thought that was an important thing. But when when your team's no confidence and you stop the ball when it com- comes as a hard shot, then uh, then they're going to get shaking defence as well. So and maybe maybe that's what's what's, what's been happening to the team. Maybe they've been shaky when we go up on behind them. You don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Well, sticking with you, David T. Um, and I'll get all three opinions on it again. Um, moving into the midfield, I think um, more often than not, more than likely we've got to start with a midfield three and there may be a midfielder who can maybe slot into a back three or back in the midfield, depending on what it is. Davey, I know you're, you're not as sold on him as the rest of us are, but I think it's fair to say John Lundstrom's going to start. Um, he will start, which is, I just hope that he's... He's refreshed and he's back to the John Lumsden we've seen in the second half of last season. Who who would you want to see in alongside him as part of the midfield three? Well, I think Kamara sort of chucked it. I think he's uh I don't know, he's just not looked at the at the races in, in his last few games. So I d I don't know whether I would like my cat uh, Kamara in. Uh, Jack, he played on uh, Wednesday, and as I say, I thought I thought he played in a really good game. In fact, I, I was really surprised he took him off when he did, to be honest, because uh, he, he was playing so good. But um, no, that's uh, I, I think yeah, Jack or Dave, Davis. That's a div- that's a difficult choice. Uh, they, they, they're so much like each other that that, and that's uh, the, the the problem. I think I, I mean I, I think they're going to keep two of them. It'll be two from the three anyway. No, as you say, uh, they, they'll, they'll probably probably play Lundstrom. Uh, so it's either Davis or Jack. I think Jack is probably the preferred one because he he probably goes a wee bit more forward than than Dave, Davis does. And I would like to see the young boy in again, McCannon. McCann. I would like to see him in again because I think he could offer something there that the other the other three don't. And so I think my three, I think I would go for well, I'll say Lundstrom because I, I he probably will be playing. 
Uh, although what I would I would quite like to see Sands in there to be honest with you as well to to see what he looks like in there. Um, but uh, then it'll be Jack and uh, and McCann. That that would be my three for it. Davey P. Um, there has a bit of a, a, not a clamour, I'd say, but quite a few folks saying that they would like to see Sands in midfield because I think for the most part he showed he can be neat and tidy and very good on the ball playing it for the back. But I think we need to recognise different uh, playing um, playing in the midfield role. Who who would you have in the in the middle of the park? Uh, I'd have John Lundstrom, and I would go with. Uh, some experience and a goal threat, and so I'd be playing uh, Lundstrom, Arfield, and, and Steve Davis. They would, so, because oh, Steve Davis <clears throat> could keep a ball on in a phone box. Scott Arfield gets forward, makes runs into the box. You know, so for that goal threat, I would be uh, playing Arfield, John Lundstrom, doing the dart destroyer thing and patrolling the halfway line. I think as you, when you say Steve Davis and Arfield there as well, it's um, I wouldn't be adverse to that. I really wouldn't. Uh, I do agree with what David T said. That I think it'll have to be two of the three in terms of Lonesome Jack and Davis. I'm not going to, well, I'm not going to say they're not going to do it. I'm, I'd be very disappointed if they played all three of them. But I think it was Davis or Jack. And so why Davis over Jack? Just out of interest. I, I can kind of see what both bring. I think Davis is that killer ball, where Jack is probably a bit more. Industrious. Well, the last couple of games, I'm just kind of going with recent form when they're playing Steve Davis and and Steve Davis, you know, his efficiency on the ball, you know, his pass passing completion rate. I just think he's a he's just a quality player. So on that alone, you know, I think sometimes when I look at uh, Ryan Jack and he'll take the ball and and he then does that wee kind of twirly thing where he and I. Does a 360 degree turn where he kind of looks for his options. And I think Steve Davis's thoughts are just faster than that. When Steve Davis gets the ball, he invariably knows where the ball's going to go. Whereas Jack tends to stop, hold it, two or three touches, has a look, and then moves it on. Steve Davis's officer is just it's just a quicker movement from him. So Aye, the big issue has been no everybody's been on Steve Davis uh, wavelength. If you put thumb screws on and say, you know. Steve Davis is, is a level above Ryan Jack, to be honest, in terms of an overall player. I know he's he's kind of he's well stricken in years, but uh, so but the form he's been in of late, no concerns at all. I'd play Steve Davis. Chris, um, comment coming in about um, the team that midfield that Davis suggested suggested. Sorry, there's no goal threat in there. I probably slightly disagree with that, but I can see why it's said. I think Arfield. Should be your goal for it, but knowing the form he's been playing in there, yeah, I feel does a goal for it. But for me, I feel is a goal for it off the bench. I prefer yeah. I feel coming off the bench. You know what I mean? There was like the Livingston game at the start of the season last year. There was a couple of games. I think they played Livingston again at Ibrox. He came off the bench. Do you know what I mean? So for me, I prefer I feel off the bench. I love I feel as a player, but I don't think he's got the legs for the full ninety minutes. Played a great forty-five minutes against Napoli. Then he kind of just looked like he blew out of steam, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Then he got a wee bit complacent in the second half where he got that one and he was put the ball was played to him in the box and he sliced it wide. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just think that was just think he's just not got the legs for a full ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. He's somebody I would bring off the bench if it's not happening or if we're maybe one in front or we're chasing a we're chasing a winner. 
I think, if you, I think, sorry, I think if you look at McCann, I, I think McCann scored quite a few goals for uh, in the B team. I, I don't think it's. I think he's got quite a goals threat once he's in 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 the game in the team. I think once he comes on, then I think he'll get a lot of goals for Rangers. Possibly, David. But the, the last game at Ibrox, McCann was quite guilty of taking too many touches in the box. I think it was a couple of times he could put through, and I bet I'm not writing the boy off. I'm just thinking. What I seen from that Dundee United game, he was taking a couple of many touches. He was great outside the box, but inside the box, he was his decision making was a wee bit poor. Yeah. Chris, who would your midfield three be? For me, <laughs> Jack, for me, Winstrom, and I want to play Tillman. I went, I, play, I, play, I don't like Tillman out in the wing, but I'm wary if we play Tillman, then we've got two wingers, a striker, and a tank midfielder. And you know what I mean, but. Then again, we're playing Hearts. If Jack Winston will sit back, I like to, I would like to look at Tillman, and I think Tillman's got that wee bit of what? How do I put it? He's got a wee bit of uh, brain on him, where he he's like I mean, he goes with his head. He's nobody else in the team scoring them. Then in Eindhoven, he knew what he was doing, and when they was to track the ball down to get Kovac's goal. I agree with you, Chris. Um, I'll be honest, I can see the benefits of both Jack and Davis. Um, I think, I don't know, I, I think Davis on form right now, but I think Jack can probably bring you something different to this game, what we need, because it is, like Teddy Bears called out, it's got to be 100 mile an hour, and I, I do like Jack for those games, but I think either way, I would want to see Tom in. And if Arfield is maybe having a bit... Um, but I bet I'll run a form. We know we know we Scott Arfield sometimes it can take him five, six games to get fully up and running. But I do think we need some sort of attacking threat coming through the middle of the park because far too often so this season we've seen too much reliance on Ryan Kent or Antonio Jolak and no much coming through wide right. So Chris, you keep on saying it. I it is only hearts. we I it's not going to be a walk in the park, but we're not going to the Bernabeu. See, the, the, not bringing my to them, but when our neighbours across the city, when they play in a weight game, they don't say about how good their team is. They don't talk about how how much they'll be up for. They just say we play a game, we win. Do you know what I mean? And we need to start taking that attitude with Scottish football, especially that we, we need to stop giving teams respect. I mean, just need to go out and play our game, get the job done, and have that mentality. So. I'm going to give you first crack of the whip this time, Chris, um, on your thoughts on the front three. I think this will probably polarise debate more than anything. Um, so, probably the big questions are going to answer. Does Ryan Kent stay on the left? Have we found a right winger? And is it Cholak, Morelos or both? Kent stays on the left because we've not got a replacement. As simple as that. And... We, we we just going to say it. Maybe this is the week it happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it just takes it just yeah. takes one, it just takes one bobbly deflection or something like that. And it's in the back of the net. Kent, Kent in the left, Morelos in the right. Eh, sorry, not Morelos in the right. Sorry, Morelos in the middle. And I want to get I want to give Matonda. I thought Matonda looked all right when he came on against Ajax, and he had a, a decent game against. Was it? The four 0 game, it not the it was at Kamarnock. I thought he was all right, and then um, Kolak's been brilliant, but he's been brilliant at Ajax. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Ajax, sorry, uh, I Ibrox, sorry. He's been brilliant at home. I feel, I feel away from home. He's not really been in it as much. 
with Morelos gives you that. Um, you know, you know what Morelos offers. Do you know what I mean? He offers so much more. In so I would go with Kent, Morelos, and Matonda. David T. I agree with two of the Chrissies. I would have Kent on there because I think. Um, <sighs> Ah, sound like such a mug here. When we can get him on form, he's one of our, he's one of our best footballers at the club, and I think what he's needed, he's just needed a break. He's looked jaded. I think Morelos is the best striker we have. Um, I think we're going to have to create more than um, more than what we we can afford to allow Cholak. It's not going to be we're not going to be playing the ball in hearts at shard box. I'm going to get shot here, probably. I, th- I think I'd start Scott Wright on the right-hand side. Hear me out, David, before I get cancelled. Um, <laughs> I think off the ball, Scott Wright um, gives you something that maybe Matondo or Tillman in the right doesn't do. I think he's he's more aggressive off the ball and he keeps the shape better. And he's he doesn't always have the final ball, but he acts as an out ball. And I think, provided we've got some attack coming from the middle of the park, i.e. Tillman or Arfield, Scott Wright might be a good chance to keep Hearts pinned back. Um, I get how ridiculous that sounds, so tell me why I'm wrong. Well, I would shoot you for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the first point. <laughs> um, no, well, I'm going to put the cat right amongst the pigeons because I would go for 3-5-2 and stick Cholak and... Uh, Morelos up together. Um, play, play. You've got, you've got your King, you've got Davies, and you've got uh, Goldson at the back. Play with your two, two high uh, backs, be uh, Tav and uh, Borna or the other guy Yilmaz. It's going to be a good way to bring in Yilmaz as well because he's supposed to be the only good attacking uh, player. And uh, I would really go that way, three five two, and uh, even, even you could if you did. Wanted now, no, I wouldn't go Tillman and uh, and Cholak. I would no, definitely Morelos, Morelos and Cholak, and I would let Morelos have the free role to to play in the, sort of a drop back into the midfield the way he always does anyway. So that that's the way I would like to see it going. And uh, I, I, I'm not really that struck in four four two. A lot of people have been saying four four two, but I'm not really that struck in four four two. I would rather see three five two because I think they're good. If, if we can get them pushed back. Um, they'll probably have one one set one striker anyway. So the well, I mean they've, they've got the, the likes of Forest. Um, I would have Forest chasing Tab instead of Tab chasing Forest all the time. So that's that's the way I think about it. Um, and Borna Barisic on the other side. Uh, yeah, he can he he can get up and get the balls across to two strikers instead of one. Yeah, look at the difference that would make as well. That I really think that's that should be a way that we should look at going. Question back to you. Can you see Gio doing it? Nope. On his on his quick answer, no chance. Oh, <laughs> but that, I mean, that, I mean, that that's just the the the, the rigidity is that the, the good word uh, of of um, of uh, Gio that that he's, he's not. I mean, he has sort of a toyed with. It. There was a game that it was one of the European games. Mm-hmm. He, he went he went that way. It was against Leipzig. He done it, I think. Uh, but then we were really needing, we were really needing goals. But I mean, mm-hmm. and it worked that game. So 
See, I don't understand it. See, if you get something and it works, why do you, do you revert back to the, the to the next game to your old your old system that's born everybody to tears? I, I don't really I don't really get that. If you, so what, if you uh, what I think, I what I think the apprehension is to start with three five two in that manner is a. I don't see him playing two strikers because if he has to change it. I don't think he fancies Morelos or Cholak out in the wing. So when he's been starting a 3-5-2, um, it's been a midfielder uh, and is one of the centre-halves and Kent's been the second striker. So if it's not working for him, we can change it at 4-3-3. Whether that's right or wrong, I think that's why I, I don't think he's got to start a two up front. As much as I would like to see it in certain games, I but I think he's it's probably the caution in him that he wants to revert back at some point in the game. But you're allowed five substitutes now, Colin, and and you've got nine. Is it nine nine players sitting in the bench? <laughs> so I mean, it's not as if you're stuck for the players. You've got Montando sitting there. You've you've got uh, Wright sitting there. Hope My he boy. stays. Hope he stays sitting there. <laughs> no, it, it it does play good in some games. I, I will admit, but I, I I start against Hearts. I I just don't think so. I just it's not not my not my cup of tea. I'm afraid. Although I mean I don't really rate Hearts defence that much, but uh, and this, they've, they've sort of a lot, lost quite a lot of goals this season already, and it was to Kilmarnock, lost to Livingston, so uh, they lost to Celtic. But I mean that's uh, they, they get robbed. I'll, I'll say that when they didn't, they were they were the, the second half the better team against Celtic. We get robbed with Clancy, so that's uh, no. I would I would I would love, I would love to see the three five two. Do I think Gio will do it? No, I don't. That's like um, I recorded my best of with Mason the other night, and it was a fairly attacking team. And they asked me who the who would my manager be, and I said, "Well, Walter Smith, but not a chance in hell would Walter Smith start this team with <laughs> <laughs> with two wingers and a striker." But um, David P, I'll come to you to round us off. You're attacking um, three or two. How are you setting up to take five after hearts? Well, Colin, I'm not going to shoot you. I'm going to support you here because I'm going with Kent, uh, Tony Goals, and Scott Wright. And the chances of, of Gio playing 3-5-2 on Saturday are just about the same as uh, a lottery one, I would think, because he just doesn't do that. He wouldn't. It's ain't going to happen. Ain't happening. I would. I don't know what would happen. I, I don't know. He would have to have undergone a, a personality transplant or something before Gio would uh, entertain. You know, three five two. Uh, so bear in mind, he has started. I, mean, I, I would love to see. I would love to see him throw caution at the wind and say, right, let's get out there. But you know, I just don't. think He's just too conservative. Just stuck in his. I don't know. Really he's stuck in his ways because he will change it from time to time. But from the the off against a. a a Hearts team at Tynecastle, I would. It would be extremely unlikely. I'd love to see it. Really well, really David, unlikely. David, there's somebody walking about with 174 million, isn't there? So it, it does happen. <laughs> <laughs> it just won't happen Saturday. <laughs> okay. So, David, um, you've said Cholak and said the Morelos. Um, Again, it's it's hard to write a half ton of goals because he's he's hit the ground running. He's been the best signing with well, him or Lawrence have been the two successful signings. Um, why him instead of Morelos? And I can't see the positives for both. I'll be honest. I think he's uh, the boys are just a, a, a 
proper striker. You know, you, have, you get the ball to him, he will make himself available in the box. He'll make the runs. He uh, works the the centre halves. He chases every ball. So, I mean, and, and we know that if we can get Kent fire and Scott Wright on the other side, get the balls to Tony, and uh, he will pop them in. So, um, but I think, as David just said, you know, we've got five substitutes. So I would be looking, you know, to uh, change it 60 minutes, refreshing the team, change it, and uh, keep them guessing, you know. So don't do the predictable. Sometimes be unpredictable and, and change it. So it might just be a straight swap for uh, Cholak, for, for Alfie, uh, something on Matondo on the right, change in midfield, you know, so... Why not? We've got five subs from a, a squad which, uh, you know, it's, there's no drop in quality you know, on our bench from the starting 11. So I would be making full use of that and run what? them ragged. Lawrence was quite good coming from the right in the game, the, the European game he played in the right. Was it Leipzig again that, that he played in the right-hand side? He, he, he done he done quite well that game. So, he, he I mean, if you didn't want to, to play Scott right, you could put Lawrence out there. And the, I don't and know if Lawrence will be back for this. No, Lawrence is, no, no. He's been all four of our teams. Yeah, that's. I mean, if Lawrence, he'd have been, he'd have been first pick. Yeah, I was saying, but um, time flies. By the way, it's uh, that's us getting to the fifty odd minute mark. I know there's a couple of things that we were going to maybe chat through, but maybe just finishing one last point, gents. Um, the. <laughs> One, this is the third season in a row that Rangers are releasing a fourth kit. Um, so I'm looking at I'm looking in the streams around me. David, you've brought that lovely Seville orange one. David P, you've brought a proper classic hanging up behind you. And Chris, I'll be honest, you've probably wrote a pick of the bunch tonight. It's a belty atop you've got. As much as I love new kits. I like new kits because they're iconic. Um, I'm kind of getting bored with fourth kits, albeit it's a nice kit. What's your thoughts on the release and the kit itself? It's a bit, it's a bit, of, a bit of a piss take, to be honest, mate. Do you know what I mean? Especially the prices of them, £65 for the adult one and it'll be £50 for the kids one. And I, I get I get the strips from my son. He's only two, but I've got him the free one so far. Like a mug, I'll buy this one as well. But... Do you know what I mean that's two hundred pound for four strips and but where does it stop? Do you know what I mean? And it's it's not even if it's the one that sports direct uh, spilt the beans on, then oh, it's not even a nice strip. Do you know what I mean? Aye, but um, you know that's where the club makes money, and whether we moan about it, moan about it, we still buy it, don't we? That's it, and it's um, it's like a catch twenty two because we want them to stop fleecing us, but at the same time, like it's it's a different it's a different consumer market for anything else. It's football supporting a football club is just different. There's a lot more emotion attached as opposed to what you want or need or what you you can afford. I suppose. I see. You think about the parents that get more than one kid. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Luckily, my daughter only wanted the home strip. <laughs> Oh, she's a good, good lassie. She's a good lassie. Um, David T, um, what was your thoughts on it? The, um, probably a couple of things as well. Um, good old Sports Direct um, leaked a wee, a wee 24 hours early. I think that's just got to be something that's 
are going to do until the contract ends. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you know, it's sort of a wonder what what uh, contact does uh, Sport Direct got with with uh, the word Castor. I mean, that 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 relationship sort of bothers me. Um, the strip, what do I think? Well, yeah, Rangers can bring it out. You're not forced to buy it, so I mean, yeah, they can bring out a hundred strips really if they if they want, but you're not forced to buy it. It's I mean, if you think your kids have got to have it, then then it's maybe you've got to look in the mirror, look at yourself. But you don't have to. It's especially the way money's going. Yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody's going to start struggling. Even the the middle earners are going to start uh, finding it difficult in the in the, the near future, for at least for the first couple of years. So, but you don't need to buy it. It's it's, it's not it's not a given that you've got to buy it. And, and yeah, if they bring it out, buy the ones that you want, the ones that you like. The strip itself, I think it's a great strip for Inter Milan. But I, I have absolutely no idea what the the connection is with Rangers with with the colours in it. So it's uh, I, do you know I would I mean, <laughs> I'm 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 the old school. I'd I'd love to see the 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 second strip still being the old blue and white stripes that we used to wear. But I'm I'm probably alone in that one. But I used to love the old reserve strip, and it, and it was just Rangers. The first team wore royal blue, and the, the second team wore blue and white stripes, and that's that's the way. I would, yeah, maybe you can say that Kilmarnock is new, virtually Kilmarnock strip, but uh, no, that, that's just the way. But now, now we're into all these different strips every year, and uh, four it went went from one to two strips. You had a, a home and away, and then it went to home away and a third strip, and now it's home away and a fourth strip. And like somebody said, there the fifth and the sixth strip will probably mm-hmm. come and shoot soon as well. So no, I just I just think uh, yeah it's, it's, they, they, as I say they can make a hundred strips but you're, you're not for, forced to buy them and if you buy the you buy the ones you like I mean I, I haven't bought the, the even the first strip this year just because I I kept promising myself I was going to lose weight so I'll I'll buy I'll, if I wait I'll, I'll, I can buy a smaller size but yeah <laughs> I think I think I'll be waiting a while. <laughs> Davey P, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I get the whole, probably the back to like, um, you don't need to buy it kind of thing. Uh, football and football tops are a luxury, but back to my point that uh, it's just a bit different. Like, there's an emotional attachment. And you know, I think it's probably just the the combination of everything. If Crystal were to bring four strips out a season and they were all £40, then you're maybe like, okay, it's a bit more reasonable, but because everything by Crystal is a top-end price, not even just by Crystal, everything by Rangers is a top-end price. It's like, come on. Um, I don't know if I'm just kind of mixing my feelings with the ticket prices as well. I know I don't need to pay for the cup games, but I'm still going to, and I'm going to moan about it, but I'm still going to pay. Yeah. I think it's kind of a wee bit lazy in Rangers' part in terms of, I mean, how many times are we going to wear a fourth strip? How many times will I actually be on the player's back on the pitch? I would hope, I would like to see Rangers kind of branch out a wee bit in terms of the merchandise. Because, I mean, lining Castor's pockets, you know, we, which are essentially bloody synthetic T-shirts with a Rangers badge on them, you know, and I mean, you could churn them out. You can have a different design every day. The, uh, some people will will get to the kind of, it's very niche by the time you get to the fourth strip. It's really guys who are absolute zealots and and who are collectors. 
who are buying strips like that. So could have, could we just mix it up a wee bit? When I was the last in the Rangers store, I was actually a wee bit disappointed in terms of the breadth of the merchandise available. Like, I would be a, I want oh, bloody lampshades and piggy banks and, you know, all manner of Rangers stuff that I would be quite happy, you know, spend rather than buy a fourth strip. I'll pay the money and just buy other things. I don't need four strips for Christ's sake. You know, it's who does? I, I mean, the Edgar for heart and hand um, has been putting it really well um, the last couple of weeks about like where's the shite? Like people will buy shite. People want to buy shite. Like the big example is the Rangers rubber duck. Like why is there no more of that? Like a pencil yeah. case as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. The Rangers slippers and you know, and I remember having all that stuff as a boy, and and we just. Uh, I don't know whether it's available online, but but when the last time I was in the shop, there wasn't too much. There was mugs and there was key rings and things like that. But you know, we could remember that there was uh, the, the Rangers radio. It used to be it was like a Coke can or something, and it was a uh, it was Rangers branded. It used to get you know all all sorts of weird stuff, but that seems to have disappeared. You know, we flick through the catalogs of of uh, you know the the, the tail ender. Uh, well, through Murray's reign, and it was a, it was much your wallpaper, bedspread sheets, bloody pillows, all manner of stuff, rugs. But we don't. We, now you just get a fourth strip, just you know, another it's just a different design. Stick a badge on it. It's just lazy. <laughs> well, thinking that, no, that's as good a time as any to wrap up, gents. That's us approaching the hour mark. Um, as always, um, I'm going to come round each of you, ask you for a wee farewell to the listeners and put you in the spot, ask you for a prediction on Saturday. So, first of all, Chris, thanks for coming on and how much would really beat Hearts by on Saturday? <laughs> thanks for having us, mate, and thanks for all the loyal listeners as well. Um, turn out with Rangers on Saturday. I just yeah. want a clean sheet. I'm sick of Rangers taking kick-off. Once a game's enough, do you know what I mean? I'm sick of us restarting the game. So I want a clean sheet, 2-0. I'll take it. I'll absolutely take it to kickstart our run. Thanks for joining us for the continent, as always, David T. Good to see you. Yeah, great to be on again. No, my new surroundings. So the first, first pod up here. Um, I just and I, I, we, I, we mentioned to the women, unlucky for not uh, qualifying for the Champions League. We mentioned to them, uh, no, and uh, you want a, 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 I was, I was actually going to say two 0 but since Chris has went with two 0 I'm, I'm going to say then it'll be three 0 So I'll go for three 0 I take it, I take it as well. Last, by no means least, David Pollock. Uh, it would be really nice if we were to keep the zero. It's a heard, it's a while since we heard Geo say that, eh? Keeping the zero, maybe that he's just dropped that from his vocabulary. <clears throat> but it would be nice if we could do that. But I would uh, go with Chris. I'll go for two 0 You know, if I would, a good performance is is what I'm hoping for. But first of all, the three points lump some pressure onto them, so that when they they'll know we're top of the league when they kick off. <clears throat> as long as he doesn't, as long as he doesn't tie. Tav back in the way, the right back position to get his nil the way he did in the beginning when he first came in. As long as he doesn't do that. Aye, Tav's a main, main goal for him at times. Um, I'm going to go a 3-1 Rangers. Um, I'll be honest, I think we'll maybe have a brain fart at some point. Um, as much as I think we're going to be 
a different, you know, a different level, a different level of footballing team to what we have seen. I still think um, it's not going to be uh, Pep Guardiola's Barcelona just yet, but I think we will see a marked improvement. I'll go, I'll go three one, um, and thank you everybody for for listening. Um, as always, we'll be back with a post match reaction on Saturday and the live pod on Sunday night. So until then, thanks again for joining in. Have a good weekend, and we are the people. Take care. <laughs>